Hey, what's going on? Welcome back to the show. I really appreciate you tuning in today. So I'm really excited to do this episode today because I haven't had the chance to record a new episode in a long time because I've been really busy with school, Fiverr, which has been going great by the way, and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, the list kind of goes on, but and I'm here. Um, I mean, I did have some archive material that I was thinking about posting, but it just wasn't good. So I just put it in the garble pile and who knows, maybe we'll, we'll repurpose it in the future. But as of right now, it's just not good. So obviously, as a result of all the current events happening, you know, with the mass sickness and everybody being at home, unaccustomed to these new routines, I figured it was probably best to talk about mindfulness routines and ultimately taking an action plan to make sure that you can make the most out of the time spent at home. Because don't get me wrong, it's a huge adjustment to make when your life was one day was just totally normal and then the next day you can't go to school or work or do anything else. It can be very different. And obviously there are many routes to, or no, not routes, but like there are many methods and things you could do just to chill out. Like you could just watch Netflix, you could just sleep. I don't know. I mean, that's what I did the first day, but there are many things you could do. But today I'm going to focus more on, on how you can use these days to grow as a person and I don't know, maybe finally learn that skill that you've always wanted to. So yeah, so obviously in order to properly set a goal, at least from what I've learned, is that you need to develop a system and a routine for self-improvement. What's good about these Um, routines is that they can be easily shifted and you can easily think about how you're going to manipulate them when everything goes back to normal but for right now you know you're probably with your family at home just chilling right so just to illustrate this point I'm going to talk a little bit about my Fiverr journey and like I talked about in the previous episodes Fiverr is a freelance service and I was working there as a writer and I'm going to talk about when I first began working on Fiverr, which actually wasn't in the past few months. It was actually last year when I first downloaded the app. So basically last year, I downloaded Fiverr with the intent that I would be able to make a bunch of money really quickly. And I had really set up my profile like that. And I really thought it was going to work, to be completely honest with you. And it was getting many views, like it was getting like 400 views each gig but it just wasn't working out. And I would very rarely check the app. I would very rarely keep up with anything, make sure everything's going okay. And instead I would just focus on watching Netflix, you know, watching TV, just chilling, which don't get me wrong, is okay to an extent, but like I didn't even put the bare minimum to get it off the ground. And a few months after that, for some, I just kept asking myself, like, why isn't this working? Because I really thought in my mind that it was it was just going to come to me and the sales are just going to begin flying in as soon as I downloaded Fiverr. But that was quite far away from the truth. So fast forwarding, fast forwarding about a year up to last, maybe early February, whenever I started doing Fiverr. Um, that's when I decided to re-download it and give it another shot because I figured that I really couldn't go wrong with something that I had already given a shot in the past. And except this time I did things a little differently. So instead of just downloading the app and hoping it, hoping to get a couple sales here and there, 
I actually started out developing a system. So first of all, I began to actually do research. I went on the internet and just decided to learn as much as I could about, or yeah, learn as much as I could about Fiverr and what it takes to get customers as a beginner, because ultimately getting the first customer is a very difficult step. And after doing all that research, I was able to compile it and build up my profile to the point where it would be very simple to attract potential clients. And I even learned more about the interface of the app. So I, that's obviously when I learned about buyer requests where I could simply go contact the buyers and just talk to them and about what they need. And obviously for like the first, I don't know, maybe month or so, um, I would get plenty of engagement, plenty of views. And I even messaged back and forth a few potential buyers, which was already a whole like arena away from what I'd done before. It was completely out of orbit. You know what I mean? And I was just like, okay, wow, you know, this is something else. But at that point I realized that I'm still not making any money. And, you know, I figured a good first step would to be after setting up the profile, of course, was to get a, a first sale. So obviously what I just kept doing was I made it a routine to check Fiverr at least seven times a day at different times because what you may not know about Fiverr is that it's very international in that there are people from all around the world who are looking to buy freelance services and when you are on there you're advertising not just the people in the United States you're advertising the people in like Bangladesh uh, Vietnam Cambodia and you know places like that so Obviously, in an effort to keep up with the time zones and everything, you know, I made sure it was necessary to check out the ad multiple times a day. And as a result of doing that, I got a response on one of the buyer requests. And the guy was simply looking for a native English speaker to rewrite his article, which is what I was intending to do. And immediately I hopped on the opportunity and I took it. And for that, you know, I'll be very grateful. Obviously, I made like not obviously, but I made, ended up making $5 off of that job, which in my mind, I thought that was pretty cool because it disproved the theory that I could not have success on Fiverr when indeed I just did. And this was my first gig. I ended up finishing, uh, I want to say a few weeks ago. And since then, you know, the orders have just been coming in more and more consistently he left some very nice reviews on my page and that certainly helps with the algorithm on Fiverr. And as a result of that, you know, I'm on track to make up to $120 in the near future, just from Fiverr. And I just started last month. So that being said, just having developed that routine and system for Fiverr has resulted in me beginning to make more money I guess just develop develop a little income stream for myself and so obviously I'm going to recommend to you guys that you when you're thinking about goals and things that you want in your life that you really consider developing a concrete and solid routine for yourself that you can follow every day that's not only simple to follow but easy to track too because doing that will result in great results
All right, so now I'm going to talk a little bit more about the psychology and how the brain works as far as habits are concerned. So, in essence, the brain thinks in pictures because ultimately we're the one that has seized like the cookie on like the counter or wants to grab some or or just the ones that see you know, the coke in the mini fridge or normal fridge whatever you got and we're the one that chooses to grab it out. So that's kind of why I talk about why it was so difficult for me to get on a lot of these better habits for me is because I would always see all this junk food and stuff and you know pop and you know I haven't drank pop in like nine months which I'm pretty proud of regarding the fact this because as a kid you know it's all I lived on you know I drank more pop than water it's disgusting but that's ultimately what happened but as a result of that you know and learning about you know, this whole process, I guess, I was able to hide, well, not hide, but, like, just make sure I, I wouldn't encounter a bottle of Coke on a daily basis, and, you know, if you get to exercise, you know, if you get to do something, you know what I mean, go outside, go for a walk, and all that stuff, so, you know, I bring that up because, you know, while you're in your house as a result of the, you know, the virus going around, you may think, okay, you know, it's great, I need to set up all these routines, and I need to have all the stuff set up for me, but you can't even start if your goal is constantly being bombarded down upon by your surroundings, like, if you're surrounded, if, like, if you live, if you're in your house, you have a bunch of soda and a bunch of drinks, and your goal is to stop drinking that, then you better find a way to get rid of that soda. I don't know, maybe sell it to your neighbor or something. Just get rid of it somehow. And then it just makes it that much easier. Ultimately, that's what I had to do or else, you know, I would have gained more weight and not accomplished the goal. So really make sure that you take into account your environment and how can you visually see that there are more healthy options around? Like maybe instead of that, just take some water and just put, put it in its place. You know, and leave the Coke somewhere else. Just get rid of it. Because then, when you're walking by and you're thirsty, just grab water. And then there you go. A good habit started. Um, you know, even if you wanted to start to exercise. This, again, was not from me. But this was from uh, Tim Ferriss, actually. It's when he was talking about how he does one push-up a day. Because in his mind... Or no, actually, one push-up when he began to work out. Because in his mind, it would be a disappointment to yourself if you couldn't even do one push-up. Just, you know, because obviously everybody's busy. But if you didn't have the time to do one push-up, then there's something seriously wrong. So that's the kind of logic that he followed. And because of that, he was able to build up over time into a full-blown fitness routine. Honestly, I don't know if that's how the exact story played out, but it's pretty close to it. And ultimately, obviously... If you want to go the harder route, which definitely requires more work, but it's achievable, is doing the 75 hard challenge. So I didn't know about this challenge. I still don't, to be completely honest with you, but I encourage you to do some research because it's intense. And essentially, its uh, tagline is to transform your life in 75 days. And I think what that implied was that you had to drink a gallon of water. You had to do uh, two um, workouts a day that lasted 75 minutes or something really obscure like that and 
you had to read like 10 pages and of like some self-improvement book and something else there were a bunch of other criteria but you know obviously since i'm not following that you know i, I encourage you to if that's the right you would want to do but in essence doing that would really require more work and that i think if you really have the willpower to follow through with something that may not even be that simple then you'll have the ability to accomplish greater things in the future and honestly that's just a bigger problem to you but if you're like you and i then i just start doing one push-up a night because everyone has time for one push-up like at least one and you can make that happen it's very feasible that being said I really think it's important to talk about mindfulness because there are several other roadblocks to, you know, taking action on any of these things or any of your goals that you may have. Because, again, in a a time of a global pandemic like this one, which doesn't happen very often, take it, but, you know, just times of serious... um, Implications. I don't even know the right word for it, but in bad times, you could be really anxious about that. So it's worth thinking about how can you make sure that you are better equipped and ready to take on all these challenges? Because in essence, when you start, it's going to be a challenge. It's just about how much you're willing to work for it. So the last little bit that I want to talk about is surrounding the idea of practicing mindfulness because obviously at the time of this recording, there's a lot going on as far as the mass sickness and virus going around, which is inducing a lot of fear as it's the first pandemic in many, many years. And and obviously that induces a lot of fear and you know, scrolling through Twitter and watching, you know, the news constantly, that can, that can really take a toll on you if you are prone to this type of anxiety. And, you know, even if you don't have consistent anxiety, just seeing the images and all that other stuff, that can, that can scare you a little bit. And, you know, I'd say that, you know, just fully understanding the situation and, you know, I'm not just trying to discount what's going on, but at the same time, it's like, it just becomes that much worse when you are in a position of anxiety and all that stuff. So the reason why I bring up mindfulness is that mindfulness can be broken down into a couple aspects, but the fo- the two I want to focus on here is just breathing exercises and meditation because those two practices have actually changed my life. I began doing these a few years ago, actually, and I think the benefits to them have been substantially amazing. And really I've become a better person as a result and I've been able to just be happier I guess and have you know more control over my life and everybody else's and just you know just go vibe you know so just to give more backstory just a little bit of what happened with me so obviously a few years ago I was having a very rough year um it was the second year of high school and I was just get really stressed you know with all the homework and all that other stuff and you know some social stuff too here and there and everything else it was just pulling me out in like eight different directions and i wasn't having it having it at the time so 
at that time, I thought it was really difficult to deal with all the stuff that was going on. And really, I didn't, I just, well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's like a catch-22, but for, I want to say the majority of that year, I was pretty, um, you know, caught up in my head. And I didn't really get a chance to get the full experience of, you know, living every day. So... Yeah, that sounds really deep, but <laughs> trust me, it gets a lot better after that. But um, basically, you know, this is just a, a random event that just happened during this time period. But after a sophomore year, um, you know, my family and I went to Puerto Rico. And, you know, that really is my, that's my place. Um, that is, everything just seems to go away down there. And, you know, when I was down there, I learned, actually, I didn't even learn on purpose but i came across a video i can't remember if it was from tony robbins or one of those other guys but it was talking about you know priming and um you know breathing exercises and all that other stuff and you know i thought it was pretty dumb but then you know some people around me you know they were trying it and you know they were just really and like it just they just became better people as a result i guess and obviously you know, down in Puerto Rico, I think the people are not are just naturally very nice people. So I don't know if they're doing breathing exercises, but if they are, then they'd be a great case study for this. But I, you know, I, I was just like, okay, you know, um, last year, you know, was not the best year for me. So I'm going to see what I can do to change. The changes that this year would be, you know, the best one so far. So I began doing some research online, you know, a little more in depth on the breathing exercises that I had encountered in Puerto Rico, which by which just as a disclaimer, they're not Puerto Rican by any means. They're just they're from Tony Robbins. But <laughs> um, I ended up finding that. And then along with that, I found this guy called Wim Hof, W-I-M-H-O-F. And this guy, he basically drowns himself, not drowned, but like he sinks himself in freezing water and just chills in there for like five minutes and then he also has like his own app and breathing routine so i was just like hey you know why not why don't i just download this app and why don't i give it a shot and see if i feel better you know and sure enough i tried it and that changed my life so <laughs> i mean really it's it sounds so anticlimactic but it really did and as a result i've been able to do much more this year and going forward yeah, I think I just become like a much better person as a result. And especially in a time of a global pandemic, I think it's really worth trying. And, you know, I guess just taking it one day at a time too really helps. And as far as building a routine out of it, you know, I know for the Wim Hof app, it sends you notifications reminding you when you need to do it. So it just makes it that much easier for you. So that being said, I really recommend you give it give a shot a breathing exercise or just some sort of meditation and practice it in the morning or whenever you feel you know like like you're going crazy as a result of the virus so yeah because if you do that then you really will have more control and you'll feel much better as a person as a result so that being said that's a little bit of what i recommend in that aspect again it will change your life just believe me on that So just to close out today's episode, I wanted to give out a quick action plan for you to try as soon as possible, if especially in times 
where you're cooped up in your house and your family and you just don't want to deal with them anymore <laughs> because i get it it can get overwhelming at times so first of all they're the first thing you know i want you to and actually before i even get there you know i'm just gonna say that this is exactly what i did and this is exactly how i become just better as a person and more mindful i guess so first i want you to um i guess think of your why like why do you want to do this why do you want to lose weight why do you want to make more money why do you want to um i don't know write more why why like why do you like think about your why and that driving thing because if you remember that all the time then you'll all this other stuff will just make it that much easier you know you'll be able to set goals develop routines substantially easier easily i don't know if i said that right but it'll ease the process to say the least and yeah i mean you know that what goes hand in hand with that is just reverse engineering your final result so where you would want to be in six months after practicing that routine and the steps you can take in the meantime to get there and what i want you to remember with that is just to make it super easy like for me it wasn't easy to just stop drinking sprite all the time like i had to hide the sprite somewhere else and i wouldn't i would make sure it was really far away so i didn't have the energy or time to go digging for it so stuff like that if that's your goal if you know that is your goal then you're welcome i just did your, that hard work for you next you know i really encourage you to research um you know wim hof that's w-i-m-h-o-f and his breathing methods that would really change your life and if not that just any sort of meditation anything because obviously the media and all that other stuff current events it can screw with you so to make sure it doesn't screw with you that much you know you got to be mindful so after you have these things it makes it so much easier to develop routines and new systems that you can easily adapt every day of you know your life even after the quarantine situation is over so as a result you know i hope you enjoyed today's episode please share with a friend that would enjoy and is willing to make a change in their life that being said i'll see you next time